In Dick of the Week, we talk about dirty stuff and use dirty language. We're rated M for mature. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick. 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 Dick of the Week. Dick. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick. Dick. Dick of the Week. Give me that D. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of Dick of the Week. Yeah. I'm one of your hosts, Liz. I'm the other host, Stephanie. And we talk about what we love and don't love about romance novels. Yeah. We we mouth off quite a bit. (laughs) Have you read anything good recently? So, like I told you last time, I've been buying these 99 cent packs of books, uh, like MC, uh, Motorcycle Club books, Shifter books. I just got through one of the Motorcycle Club book ones. I'm not going to name names. It wasn't great, but it was very entertaining. <laughs> and I, I got through one a day for like three or four days. So that was nice. I will say that Christina C. Jones had a bunch of books up for free for purchase mm-hmm. of, her, of yeah. her older books. And I went and downloaded all of those. And they were ones I hadn't read yet. So I was pretty excited about that. And um, the most, let me see. Uh, it's actually been, I've been just reading a lot on Wattpad. Because there's been a bunch of very dramatic books that I'm not that keyed into. That I can mm. read. Like I get the silly drama of it all without the heartbreak. <laughs> so yeah, that's been nice for me. But I've been kind of like, instead of, well, I, I've written 2,000 words since the first of july because i had every intention of doing um yes uh so i've done two thousand words uh and still haven't finished this chapter so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's been my life uh pretending like i'm gonna get my life together because i'm working on i've got a list of things i want to do sure to get my uh, patreon all going yes that's my new my new goal is to get my patreon going because i semi regret that i didn't just sign up back before they changed shit yeah i don't know how changing shit really affects things i don't at this point anymore i I think if you're a tiny fish it doesn't really okay i think it's i think it's big fish and it doesn't really sound like it's from the creator side it sounds like it's from the user side that the changes Mm -hmm. happened because it's like about when money came out but i could totally be wrong I know I just signed up before the changes happened and they recently um, took my page down because I haven't done anything with it, which is, that was kind of, I was like, oh, I should probably do something with that page. They're, they unpublished it or whatever. I still have it, but they just like unpublished it so no one can see it. But I was talking to a friend, she does it and she's a romance writer and a paranormal writer and she has something like 200, almost 300 subscribers, I guess that's what they're called. And she Patrons. makes like, patron, yeah, 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 that makes sense. So she's got about 300 of them and she makes probably about seven to 800 bucks a month, nice. which is like a nice chunk of change. And I'm like, happy with that. yeah. And I'm working on these edits and stuff. And so, the, so this is, this is kind of the, the plan, I guess the waddies this year because of past year's issues and like them calling people calling bullshit on them. They're opening it to any book that you had published from 2017 on. So basically my entire Wattpad Every story I have posted can be is up for could be up for a waddy. I could I could submit it for a waddy, which they're still doing that like long form application for it versus just you you know hashtag it or whatever. Interesting. So I think the plan is I'm going to clean some stuff up. I don't know that I'm going to give them my entire 
the most cleaned up version of it. I think I'm just going to clean up what's already there. And this, if they don't like it, that's fine, whatever. But I am going to be doing edits. And then once the wag has been announced and everything, I'm going to start taking stuff down. And it's going to get moved okay. to my Patreon. Books that are finished are going to get moved to Amazon. I think okay. that's going to that's going to be the pipeline. So it's going to be like I write a chapter, I edit it as best I can. It goes up on Patreon. I finish the book. I send it to editor or or get an editor, do something with it, <laughs> and then I get it ready for Amazon. And then it comes off Patreon and goes to Amazon. And then that'll just be the funnel. And then on Wattpad, I'll put like the first few chapters, or I might do that. It's like a month behind thing that some writers do. Yeah. Because I don't plan on doing Kindle Unlimited. I don't know yet. I haven't really decided. I, I have a friend that it's really working for, but I have another friend who just has all her books at $3.99 and that's really working for her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just a matter of, do you have a series? Do you have enough books out to push people? Yeah, I I think, you know, having that backlog is a really big deal. Yeah. And I think that's what, this is why the Patreon thing is really appealing to me or this method that I'm going to try to do because it's i can build a backlog on patreon and then get it edited up and basically have beta readers and then move it because like nk jemison that's like how she started she she's written books that haven't been published yet she writes chapters and sends them to readers like through her patreon like lots of writers do this so Hmm. i think that's i think because then you get you get it's basically beta readers it's people that are engaged enough to want to pay you for your writing and then they you, they can leave comments on the chapters, and then you can use that when you go to edit, you know? So, yeah. And that's, I mean, because like Wattpad's kind of, you know, those aren't people that are necessarily going to pay for you, anything. So, right. like, their comments might be helpful, but it's not, it's not, you're not writing to your market like we've discussed before. Like, don't write to people that you don't even want reading your book anyway. Um, yeah. And I definitely am starting to really see the value in that uh, finding your tribe idea on writing in general like my friend karma uh she she's writing and she's found hers and she's pretty successful now because of that so like finding where you write well and what people like so yeah oh that's so intimidating that's the shit i need to like figure out but it's also but see that's the stuff that like makes it easier though too like you're the people that you want reading your stuff are the people that at the end of the day like what you like right you know like it i I'm not gonna that's I think that's why I'm kind of like trying to like think of it that way because I don't want to cater to anything and as soon as I start thinking about like what readers like that's usually when my stories fall off or I have to like fucking I get writer's block and I have to like take a month or two off and all of that but when I'm just writing what I have outlined and what I enjoy I always think it comes out way better and like it sounds more like me and it's not whatever forced even when I'm purposely using a voice that isn't mine, you know? I know. Yeah. That's my life plan right now. But right now I have like a, pa- a notepad with all this written down and I have done nothing towards this life plan. <laughs> but look at it and go, that would be nice. So I need to get my sleep in order though. Like I told you, I haven't been sleeping. So I need to stop doing that because I sleep during Sabrina's nap instead of being productive for like that two hours. Yeah. That's me. What What's going on with you? <laughs> You know, I really need to make a fucking life plan since I'm not working and trying to focus on writing and all that. So I got an epi- my first draft of an episode for Space America finished and sent to the writer's room. Uh, so nice. that's good. I have been working with my friend Sammy. We Zoom on Tuesdays to talk about my book and figuring out like what the fuck I'm doing. Um I ended up really changing some things with it. So now it's like, 
a really major rewrite is going to have to happen, which is really intimidating. But I'm trying to figure out first, like, what scenes that I have can I still use? Like, what fits where in mm-hmm. the, like, the beat uh, kind of structure of romance. So that's kind of where I'm at right now with that. Hopefully can actually really start moving forward sooner than later. <laughs> you can stop, yeah. like, watching Netflix and instead focusing Girl, I watched. On- I watched all of Supermarket Sweep last night. All 15 episodes. <laughs> um, I'm obsessed with this Netflix reality show right now called Single Wives. It's Australian women that it's four women that have been married before and have either are divorced or widows and now are looking for love again. And they've just been oh. out of the dating game for a long time. And so they're working with this like professional date, like love advisor kind of guy. Which is really making me want to write, like, every time I get into a reality show like this, it just makes me want to write romance novels based on it. <laughs> no, that's, that's real. Like, every, t- I, I, I mean, you know about my uh, note that I have on my phone, where I just put every idea that I have for a romance novel, and it all gets buried, and I can never yeah. find what I'm looking for. So sometimes the notes don't make sense. Like, I have a note, I have a note that just says, The Rock. I think it's like, about the movie. I think it's the movie The Rock because I think I, I think I thought that was really funny. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what I did? Like um, a Prison Break kind of movie. Isn't that what The Rock is? Is it the, yeah, the breaking of the prison? No, The Rock is. Uh, it's a. It's a military. Uh, uh, terrorism thing. Um. Anyway, I have no idea. I have no idea about what about the Rock. I thought was like genius. <laughs> so anyway, I also have. I've seen. I've seen the movie before, but it's been like probably fifteen years. Also have a note that says, "Guy that loses fights." <laughs> what does that mean? Or in porn, just the word porn. I don't have like any information about porn. Just porn. That's like I am never going to be worried about someone stealing my ideas. Because um, they won't be able to fucking figure it out. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Oh my god. Uh, but I can relate to that because I was watch. I watch things and like that's where the shit comes from. Like uh, one of the notes is from a episode of Queer Eye show. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, oh, I get inspiration from the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Queer Eye, there's a new show on Netflix that I binged the fuck out of set, uh, called Say I Do. And it's oh, I pretty started much- it and I was crying already and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I <laughs> sobbed every fucking episode. It was so good. So for those of you who don't know, I said it's like Queer Eye because it's three gay men who uh, find a deserving couple and just like give them their dream wedding. And it's fan-fucking-tastic and dare i say i might like those three guys almost slightly better than the fab five i from what i saw from the first 20 minutes of the first episode they're all delightful they're amazing the first like 25 minutes of that (laughs) say i do i was like oh my god i can't handle this it's really good. Whenever you're not feeling super emotional, you should check it out. Book-wise, I'm very – I've been a really slow reader the last week or two. I don't know why. But I've been reading a book called Real Men Knit by Quana Jackson, and I'm really enjoying it. And I think that this is a book that Duchess would really like, so I need to tell her about it because it's about – Uh, Four brothers who their adoptive mother owns a knitting shop in Harlem and she passes away 
and like all of them know how to knit um and the youngest brother takes it upon himself in this book that he like he doesn't want them to sell the 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 knit shop he wants to revive it and make it successful and and get it keep it going um and then um so he's working with the girl or the woman who worked part-time there but also like kind of grew up with them because she Mm -hmm. was always around the shop when she was little so it's one of those like oh we've known each other forever and i've never really thought of you that way but but i'm seeing a new light (laughs) yeah totally and it's really sweet and then i'm in the middle of a christina c jones book called pulling doubles which is um book two of the wright brothers series so it's a brother it's uh the doctor brother of the wright bros and um she's a nurse practitioner so they're working close together and what did i just finish i actually did finish something oh it was this book uh when harry met harry by sydney smith and it's uh when harry met sally kind of spinoff uh thing but it's two dudes obviously and it's very cute and i liked it a lot and it's an audible original so i think it is only on audible for now and then eventually will be available book wise but wow that's cool yeah it was a you know enemies turned friend turned lovers kind of story similar to when harry met sally i love that movie that's like one of those uh, i'm having a bad day put it on Oh, I fucking love that movie. It's, but yeah, it's so on my like list for sure. I might check that book out. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so like they meet on an international flight from uh Singapore to California. So like an eighteen hour flight and they're stuck sitting next to each other. And you know, the the whole thing in when Harry met Sally is when Harry's all like you know, men and women can't be friends. Like if there there's sexual attraction or like always you know plays a role blah 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 well harry because it's harrison and henry or they're actually they're like they both people call both harry but one goes by harrison one goes by henry for the most part and henry says to harrison like you know like if there's any sort of attraction at all gay men cannot actually be friends because sex will always get in the way and he's like what no that's ridiculous like do you have any gay friends like that is dumb and then you know lo and behold five years go by they reconnect with each other on accident still don't like each other and then slowly become friends and then slowly become more and it's wonderful cute (laughs) it's very cute Cute. well i feel like uh since we talked about patreon uh it'd be a good time to remind our listeners that calamity cast does in fact have a patreon it's not super active right now. We are trying to figure out how to revamp it and make it better and all that, but we would love to gain more patrons. So if you're interested, you like what we do here at Dick of the Week or Love and Lust or any of our other shows, please go to patreon.com slash calamitycast and help support us and let us keep creating great content for you. Right. And making buttons. Cause I feel like, I feel like we used some of the money for buttons that one time. <laughs> yeah, Daniel made a but uh, bought a button maker and we yeah. make buttons. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you want us to have cooler shit than buttons, <laughs> well, and then and then I mean that being said, go to calamitycast.com, click on the merch button, and we do yeah. have some really cool merch. Got um, shirts I th- and such. Yeah, I think I think you and I need to talk at some point and get some revamped 
dick of the week or love and lust stuff up on there we do and if you look at our instagram you can see my adorable child wearing a dick of the week onesie yes uh, that i bought when her she, when she was about six months old one of the best <laughs> things i've ever seen in my life Hilarious. <laughs> that made my dad's i swear my dad was so mad he was like what are you doing what is wrong with you I'm like, what it's hilarious so that's the kind of parent i am put my child in expletives she can't read she doesn't know she doesn't know she's just supporting us she's just a little baby who knows (laughs) and the best part is with baby too i can just use it again i know i've been like trying to think about like how what we need because my mom's like make a new registry so that i can get you a my mom doesn't sound like that but Make a new registry so I can get you uh, another car seat or whatever. And I'm like, you know what I got? Okay, fine. So, uh, but the thing is, when you already had one and it's only been like a year and a half, yeah, you've got like everything you need and it's pretty much on hand. So, yeah, I would say other than the things like a second crib, a second yeah. car seat, maybe yeah, a double that, stroller. Yeah, that's about it. So I'm I'm sitting pretty. <laughs> but uh yeah uh check out our merch because we've got friends that wear our tank tops and it's always very fun when i see our tank tops or t-shirts in the world yeah i think it'd be fun to come up with some other tickets i was i was brainstorming the other day when i like was should have been doing anything else of possible new dick of the week t-shirt ideas <laughs> I really I don't even that. remember what I thought of the other day, but it was something that I thought was funny and I should have written it down. <laughs> I love it. But like, I feel like just like something that's romance novel related. People, I feel like romance fans always want to wear romance related t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. I want to make um some Jack and Maggie stuff. Mm, that'd be fun. Because there's some really stupid lines in that podcast I think would be really great for shirts. We're yep. just we're just uh, flying by the seat of our pants. Yep. <laughs> and now and now Liz is a short leave. Um, yeah. So, which I think I have such high hopes of what I can achieve during this time, and I need to be a little realistic. Yeah, but don't because you'll beat yourself up otherwise. Oh, I one hundred percent will, and yeah. I already kind of am. But yeah, because remember when I got laid off and I was seven months pregnant, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get so much shit done. Do you know what I did? I laid on the couch and like slept. And I mean, granted, I was pregnant, but on top of that, when you lose your job, there's like a weird amount of loss. Yeah. Like even if you didn't necessarily care for the job that much, like it was just a job, right? But there's right. like a weird amount of like you get laid off and it's like, well, I didn't plan this. <laughs> no, right. And that's the thing. It's like I didn't do anything wrong. Right. I'm a good worker. Everything sucks. <laughs> right. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Yeah, nothing matters. I've got no control over anything. So right. what's the point? Yeah. And that's like, I feel like I'm still sometimes hitting that. Like, it's been a fucking year and a half. And I'm still just like, nothing matters. Right. And on that note. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break. And then we'll dive into this week's topic that we haven't told you what it is yet. Yes. So, we'll be right back. Stone by day and warriors by night. The mid-90s Disney cartoon Gargoyles follows the tale of a clan of strong and loyal gargoyles who find it their duty and destiny to protect their castle and the people within it at all costs. Whether that castle is in 994 Scotland or 1994 New York City. We were major fans of the show when it first aired, and now that it's readily available on a major streaming platform that will remain unnamed, here at Calamity Cast, we knew a rewatch 
Lynch was in order to see just how this show held up all these years later. Join me, Daniel Williams, and my co-host, Liz Zirkle, as we relive the magic of one of the best cartoons of its day and recap each episode for you weekly. Find Defenders of the Night at CalamityCast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. That was such a good ad. Such a good ad. Such a good ad. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, it was so good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. yeah. What are we talking so, about this week? This week we are so we in the past we've discussed like what we like in a leading man. We've discussed what we like in like the dynamic and their relationship, the tropes. We've talked about that. We've never discussed that we can remember. We've done like a billion of these episodes. So you can correct us if we're wrong. Uh but we have never discussed what we like in our leading female characters correct Uh, and so that is what we're going to talk about tonight and the best part of this is we posted in that facebook group that we're both a part of i love how we say that like it's just so cryptic but um (laughs) i was i was you know it's one of those things that sometimes i post in groups and i'm like oh yay two people responded but there are 43 comments people got fired up fired up it was it was wild. Um, so the post that I posted in, in this group of writers was um, Stephanie and I have a romance podcast and our next episode we'll be talking about what we like in our leading ladies. So my question to you all, what are complaints you've heard from your readers about your or other people's heroines? What annoys you the most about what people don't like about them? And what is your favorite thing about them? Thanks. And yeah, people had a lot to say. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes from uh, being a female writer and then people not liking your lead female character because it actually turned into more of a, uh, I feel feel like a lot of it was like, the readers hate when I did this uh, versus like, this is what I like, which totally fine to interpret the question that way. Uh, we asked for the complaints they've heard but it was also it was funny that they didn't add their own <laughs> like because mm-hmm. like i guess i guess we didn't directly ask them for their well, own i would assume if they're writing their character that way they yeah. like their female leads to be that way right. like yeah. i don't like it yeah i can did. add like a characteristic i don't necessarily like to my character but right. overall like i'm going to be writing to someone I like because otherwise why do I want her to have a happy ending right well the, the best part is uh I, I mean I'm the same way about this uh what annoys you most about what people don't like about them was the more favored uh thing commented on versus what's your favorite thing about them but I guess a lot of times they go hand in hand when you're reading like when we get into these comments you'll see a lot of it's like I purposely made the character this way because I like it <laughs> and they hated it yeah. uh and I mean, you can't I help but take that a little personally, right? Like this is something absolutely. I really like and appreciate. I took time to sculpt my character to be this way, and then all these readers hated her. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I can't even imagine. I mean, I hope I don't ever have to deal with that, but I'm sure I will at some point. Oh, I've already dealt with it. I'm um, Sasha. I know. Yeah, a, Sasha's a slut, but in the book, she literally has sex with one person uh, that you yeah. see. You, you don't you, see yeah, her you, of sledding around but you know you what I mean? it's not bad so deal with it yeah i do yeah. I, I, I she she's proud of it um but i'm also from that aspect too sasha's also bi so i've had other people tell me that that's not a good representation but the thing about it is she's a 30 year old woman who has a demanding career and um is not afraid of her sexuality and enjoys sex so 
she's not leading anyone on. She's not cheating on anybody. She enjoys sex. So get over it. Happens. Well, and someone, someone in the group had a very similar experience. She was talking about yeah. how I'll just quote. I'll just read her thing. She said, "In my case." It's that my bisexual heroines don't actually always end up with the same gender. And it sucks because a lot of bi people date, marry, and have sex with genders other other than their own. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a legitimate journey. And that's a big reason I write that particular journey a lot. But it's largely seen as not legitimate or even is damaging in terms of queer representation. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like assumed. Well, it's, that, it's the bi ratio. Like if, uh, if a bi woman is with a man, she's no longer bi. And if a bi woman is with a woman, then she's now a lesbian. Um, right. There's like no can... nuance there. Um, same thing for bi men, which is like for someone who did not realize she was, did not up- ascribe to a label of, I think that I lean more toward pan. I'm still working on figuring out the differences sure. and everything for myself. But um, as someone who did not give themselves that title until after they're already married, it's like, it- it's hard because it's like, well, how do you even know? <laughs> Which is the stupidest thing in the world. But my, I mean, like for my, my own example is the times that I had had experiences with women, they had been um, abusive or assault or, you know, whatever. So I, I likened that to not enjoying what happened mm-hmm. um, because it was that like, you know, it's that, am I just not into this or is this person crossing boundaries situation? It sucks. But yeah, Sasha cuts, cuts a lot of slack. Like, I had this one, there's a scene in Sasha where, and this might, this is, this scene's getting tweaked in revisions, but she's in the green room at one of her burlesque shows, and yes. Luca shows up after, like, a month of not seeing her, and he, like, they start fooling around in the green room, and this woman commented, this is just tacky, because another woman, the woman that's interested in her walks in on it. And I'm like, I don't know how many romance novels I have read <laughs> where someone walks in on someone hooking up and only it's only to hurt their feelings like i don't know i get it's a trope but it was just one of those moments where like oh this is not gonna be received by like everybody the weirdest so sasha i kind of always figured it was gonna be a problem because people don't really want bi women to act like they're bi which is there's a whole thread about this recently um which was such a good thread but they were basically talking about like if a bi woman ends up with a man that's fine that happens (laughs) um which whatever uh but Celeste, how many people in the comments have called her a whore because she sleeps with two men in the book? Well, she hooks up with her original the, the ex, and then she has two uh sexual partners and a, a guy who's just interested in her. It's a 30 mm-hmm. chapter book that spans I think three years. She's a grown fucking woman that had only ever had sex with one person until they broke up. Like Right. Again, it's like wild. And it's the funny part was I went to sleep one night and I woke up and there was this woman had commented like all the chapters. And I was like, oh, God, because that's usually either that's going to be like a huge ego boost or it's going to hurt my feelings. Um, (laughs) This one was a mixed bag uh, because she was like hating on Celeste. And then she got to like the last chapter. She goes, you know, I just realized that she's only ever had sex with like three people. So maybe I shouldn't call her a whore. And I'm like, I'm like, you shouldn't call her a whore, period. But if we're actually measuring a whoreness, I'd say three is not a lot. Again, I say all this very tongue in cheek because I don't really believe in the term whore or any of that. I think it's very stupid and sexist and whatever. But like, yeah, even by your own dumb fucking definition, it's not real. Right. Um. Anyway, 
But yeah, yeah, I, I think had it, that. You know, it, it is uncommon to read a romance novel where the person has sex with more than one person who isn't. Yeah. Well, I like, think unless, unless they're in like a group setting or whatever. Like that, that I doesn't think happen. For sexist reasons, though. I think the reason oh, why is because sure. there's like, I think it's internalized sexism. Like women don't want to read about other women being liberated. Honestly, I've been enough reading and writing groups where women talk about their own sex lives and they're so sad sometimes. And it's like, oh, I see why this is, I see why you don't enjoy these women that are liberated. It's fine. I mean, it's personal preference, but there's yeah. like a certain, there's a, and that's, I know this is not a very, this doesn't sound nice or a very popular opinion to be saying out loud, but I've had many side chats with other writers where it's like, did you see that woman talking about her sex life? Yikes. Like, and I think it's, <laughs> I think it's just really funny to me, like, to be like, this character's a whore because she slept with three men over the course of three and a half years. Um, I don't know. It just, I know that it's not normal in romance, which is also part of the reason why I'm not going to, I'm not trying to go the traditional publication route. Cause I've yeah. already talked to some people who are like, uh, and like, even with Sasha, it's not popular how she, how I set up my, my novel. Um, but like, it's, it, to me, it's like, we, I hope that we're moving toward a place where we're going to start analyzing why that's not done. And yeah. I think, I see a problem. This is why I have kind of a problem with like people really like worshiping the beat situation and all that, because I don't think it leaves any room for any kind of diversion from these societal norms that we put on romance novels that are so formulaic that they're actually built into the formula of the romance novel. So like if you're following yeah. beat, it's almost impossible to subvert that and, and have a heroine that fucks more than one person in a book. Like, and it's because we're supposed to only focus on the meaningful sex or whatever. But for some people, <laughs> sex isn't the meaningful part. Like, sure. And I, and I think that I honestly, I read so much romance that I know for a fact, like even like the MC romances, those women don't fuck multiple people. Like she could be like the most badass biker chick. But in that book, she is so dedicated to that one guy who probably fucks millions of other girls. Like, and it's i don't know i i think that that was when, when someone told me well that's just not done in the in the romance genre i'm like well that's for sexist reasons that like i have a big problem with so i don't know and i get like romance is focusing on one relationship but that's not how the world works and like even in a fantasy that's not even a fantasy that a one a woman has sex with maybe one or two people in her whole life in this romance novel but somehow she knows that this guy had i don't it just it's a mess. It's a mess for me. But yeah. And that's well, and, like, and, and so the book I'm working on, the main character is only the second person she's had sex with, but she's also very anxious about that. And she's like, she talks about it and she yeah. isn't like, oh, I've only had sex with one other person. Aren't I so great? She's like, holy fucking shit. I've only had sex with one other person. Like, right. I don't know what and the fuck I'm doing. That's reality. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like she reality. Like, freaks out. Like, she's like, oh my God, I can't be like, I don't know how to be confident and suave and like, right. Like I've had, I've been with one guy for six years. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> no, like, and that's, and that's how it's handled. But instead it's like a virtue signal that like, no, she's only yeah. had sex with this one guy or she's never had sex. Like get out of here with that shit. I don't even, I'm the person that so I've only ever had sex with one person in my whole life. And even I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Like, it works for me, but it, it's a dumb fucking thing to do in general. I, I mean, I, 
what I preach, not what I do. That's all I'm saying. I think it really depends on the character and the story. Like, I don't think I don't think it should ever be like a. And I'm holding this character to a higher. Like, this woman is better because she's only had one or two or three partners ever in her life. Like, I don't right. think that should be a thing. Like, I think if it's part of, like, there's a reason for it, and and it's either her trying to break away from that, whatever she thought it had to be, or, you know, sometimes circumstances just happen. Like, if you get together with a person at a certain age, and that's your first partner, and you're with that person for a long time, yeah. like, yeah, if you're in a monogamous relationship, obviously that means, yeah, you have that one partner, <laughs> and that's fine, Someone else who in that six year you know period had maybe thirty partners, okay, like as long as they're being safe and healthy, whatever. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think I, I think sex is definitely a double standard that happens for women, and it's always like if you happen to have like that virgin male lead character or has only been like with one or two or three people it's more like a mm-hmm. oh, gasp like <laughs> that's a shocking twist versus well, that's like, like that's it's almost assumed with women yeah mika's book that's is great it. the way she handled it was so great because he had anxiety about it but it didn't make him a fumbling fucking idiot like no and, and he loved going down on the women so he was like let's just fucking do this <laughs> yeah like so I don't know. For me, it's like, that's how you write it. Like, and that's again, like, again, that's why I'm saying like, you can't, that's why I have this like aversion to the beat situation in romance or like sticking to it so much, uh, which a lot, most writers still do like most writers because it's familiar to readers. They like it, whatever. But like by doing that, a lot of times you don't offer yourself the opportunity to be subversive or even be realistic or even like just not be a sexist asshole like (laughs) so many women are writing these women care these female characters that are like so fucking sexist and like the internalized oppression is real guys like jesus christ like let your girl breathe like for a minute (laughs) so what are characters so what are characteristics that you really like I like just seeing a self-possessed person like that's it and she can be a mess but she has to like she knows she's a mess like essentially that's essentially what I like I just this this whole like I don't know how to explain it like I think Christina nails it on the head it's a character that's a fucking mess but she like is self-aware and like even when she even when she's kind of fumbling and fucking up and even when she's not even realizing she's fucking shit up there's like a part of her that's so human that it's like well that's just realistic I don't like seeing these like saccharine sweet like but it's not real sweetness. It's like this 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 author is clearly signaling that this is the good character and her best friend's the whore who sleeps around and she'll probably do something mean to this character later on or she's going to be my spin-off book where it's really dirty after I wrote this really sweet book. And it's I I hate when I start I hate when I'm 25% of the way in and I can tell you what the whole series is going to be based on what character <laughs> I've been introduced to. And, like, I don't know how many of them, how many series I've been in that I'm like, yep, yep, cool. So this is our, this is our kindergarten teacher character who um, is basically boring. and like, but she likes cupcakes and Nutella. Um, uh, but, you know, but when it comes to a guy going down on her, that's real icky. But it's not icky because she's never done it or she has weird self-hangups or self-hate or there's no, there's. I don't like when there's no, like, and you don't have to analyze. I'm not saying do like a fucking entire, uh, a whole t- chapter to her analyzing her own internalized bullshit. But as a grown woman, if a man's trying to go down on you and you don't want it to happen, 
there's something there. Either either you don't get off that way, and then that's the thing that we should see in her mind, or we yeah. should have her stay. Or she's had a bad past experience with it, and just like it, yeah, you know, freaks her out now because of a bad past experience. Right. Just tell me why. Don't make it this like it's icky. She's a grown fucking woman. How, how did she get in the situation where her underwear is off? Like, you know that more likely than not, a couple chapters later, she'll be sucking his dick like no one's. Oh business. yeah, or she already has sucked his dick. Let's be honest about that. Yeah. And now I think romance novels now most of the time have the guy go down to the girl first, which yes, I think that's. I honestly, again, from those reading and writing, <laughs> that's my in, rule in life. <laughs> me too. But I think. <laughs> I think by from being in the <laughs> being in the reading and writing groups, I really get the distinct feeling that a lot of these like the older women. I don't think it's our. I think our generations kind of knock that shit out. Like it's like the, we're equal opportunity here, friends, or or not even. But it skews in favor of women. Uh, but the older women that I've been in groups with, you can just tell that that's not on the menu. Um, right. And so their books are always like sucking dick first and then like the the really intimate thing is either anal or he went down on her and i'm just like what the fuck is your life <laughs> and i'm not saying that those things can't be intimate like that's not what i'm saying but like the marker of like i will have every hole of you is like so fucking Ew, crazy. i hate that so much. i like, don't like, know why. like if that's what you're into then fine but i hate it i hate it i hate it in well, books when the, the when the hero is all like i want to i want to own each and every hole of yours <laughs> or right. like i wasn't the first one to take your virginity through your vagina but i'm going to be the first one who takes your butt like right do you have to be that possessive and weird yeah yeah i also i saw a really common thread in all these responses of the term unlikable being used yes and like readers like not understanding that we're doing it on purpose or like the fact that all humans are unlikable um and i actually had like a weird uh run-in with this concept for myself this week um someone i know uh and have known for like 10 years um he blocked me on facebook what um without any kind of comment or note or anything and this is the same person that had blocked me uh probably eight months ago and then i had messaged him when courtney started i was like hey bud because i was checking back up with him because he said i want can we can we talk about something and it wasn't anything serious or that's at least what it may sound like so i messaged him like hey we never talked and now i noticed we're not connected anymore um did i do you know like because i'm the person that thinks oh i must have fucked up because that's just who i am me too and so he was like no i just handled this poorly uh when we can see each other in person again let's talk let's go ahead and just like for the time being, like, just be cool and everything. I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. Um, But then he blocked me again. And so I had, like, a moment of, like, I'm likable. But then I was like, you know what? I'm not always likable. And that's okay, too. Because, <laughs> like, I do mouth off. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, I mouth off about a lot of shit. Um, and I might offend a lot of people. And that's because I have opinions. And the older I get, the more opinions I have. And the worse people probably like me right off the bat, which is fine. It's just, I just, but looking at this thread, I'm like, oh, it's me. Like, <laughs> I am grumpy a lot of the, I can be very grumpy. Uh, I think the first comment talks about being grumpy and like, uh, let's see, yeah. Uh, being tortured, grumpy, can sleep around a lot, but that's completely acceptable for heroes. 
you know, heroines. and like it's un- her- oh yeah, it's unacceptable for heroines, yeah. Um, and the turn unlikable thrown out too much in reviews. Absolutely, <laughs> like I think the next book I write, people are gonna really fucking hate it because it's not only an unlikable character; she's also a stoner. So good luck, everyone. Um, that's well, I be think fun for me. I there is a massive double standard that happens. Like everyone likes the alpha hole. Everyone wants yeah. that bad boy, troubled past has you know been a playboy for years and you know she's the one that brings him to his knees i don't know if it's like right. a i'm gonna fix you and tame you kind of situation and it's or she's what so sweet but, and good she's so sweet right and good. Uh, but yeah. it's like as soon as you have like a badass heroine who doesn't take shit from anyone or has had a handful of partners or curses too much or like but on the flip side depending how you're writing that character you can almost fall into the not like other women trope bullshit right. that people do but that, that i thought that that's the problem i saw uh recently though where they talk about I, I think in the thread too someone mentions that like the it's the man's response to her yes is the problem. exactly Aaron, I, exactly yes, i see it yeah here it is the it's actually how the writer writes the man in that situation because the thing about it is you can write that character because i think sasha for me Sasha's personality is hyper masculine. Like there's yeah. really nothing like she's physically she she's okay, here's the thing. When people make fun of Sasha or mean to Sasha, they're just making fun of me and it really hurts my feelings because that's just me. Like any personality I've ever taken, any personality I've ever taken, I am like 82% masculine and like 12% fe- like feminine. Like I don't have it in me to be like I'm I'm a caring person. But it's not in a warm, fuzzy way, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> I will fuck some shit up for you, probably, um, while wearing a dress, while wearing a dress and lots of makeup. Like, so for me, Sasha is just—I just wrote myself. Like, she is chubby. She doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, that's who she. She's. She's. I mean, she's the extremity of my own personality. Like, I'm not as. I'm not as free willing as she is. I'm not taking my top off in front of people. But um, it's just and like. The thing there, I I really struggled because I'm like I need to make sure my male character doesn't like say that about her that she's not like other women, right? That it's really just about her being the best kind of woman he's ever met. Yes, and that is tricky because you want him to like see her and like like wow you really stand out to me like I like like there's something about you that really clicks with me, but it's when you're actually like wow she's not like other women she'll actually like drink whiskey and eat a hamburger that's cool right right i say as i ate a hamburger the other day and drank whiskey like right those are not masculine things to me that is just shit i like yeah the the masculine shit is personality stuff to me like the 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 food you like to eat and what you like to wear that i don't feel like that has a everyone likes a cheeseburger and if they say they don't like a cheeseburger they're fucking lying so but there's actually only there's actually two types of people there's liars and people that are honest um <laughs> so it is what it is but yeah no the for me it's like the the not like other girls thing that's funny to me is like so that shows that you're writing on a very superficial level if a man can say she swears a lot and eats cheeseburgers that's not like other girls that's so stupid also she's yeah. a woman so maybe stop calling her a girl which is always what it is. They always like talk about girls and shit. Uh, my thing is like that first comment talking about the double standard about grumpy, tortured, sleeping around. 
because those are all marked as like masculine traits or whatever. Yes, but uh, they're not the attractive masculine traits that a woman has. The way that like exactly. the swearing and the beer and the whatever. Like I'll right. I'll rough around and play some soccer with you, but no and behold, if I yeah. God yeah, forbid I, I also have issues and I'm grumpy when I don't have my coffee and I don't want to deal with your fucking shit. Yeah. I, I definitely like, I like tough and smart heroines. I like people that are not, I, I like, I'm I'm okay with the heroine if in the beginning she takes some shit and then she realizes that she shouldn't be taking that shit and then yeah. Gets and that's kind dumb. of like, I feel like that's kind of the, the heroine I'm currently writing is she's, it's she's growing as a character throughout and initially she like is realizing oh the shit i had to deal with with my ex that's yeah. not cool i don't want that anymore and then when shit starts happening for the breakup area she's like uh nope yeah <laughs> that is not the shit i'm gonna deal with again yeah um, no, I, think, I, I think that's it for sure i i enjoy um a humorous like uh, a heroine that has good humor but yes. that's also a tricky thing because sometimes I feel like more with female than male characters, sometimes authors make that more like slapsticky, and I don't like that. Oh yeah, they make it like stupid. Like she's so clumsy, or she, right. she said the wrong word, or uh she doesn't understand what's happening in the situation. She's so naive. Like a naive funny versus like a quick wit or like Yes. Like exactly. a like a like a, a Elizabeth Bennett versus uh I'm trying to think of someone stupid. Uh, Have you watched um, Happy Endings? No. Okay. Well, it's, I, TV. It's, on my, it's, it's on my thing to watch. It's a very good show, uh, but there's this character. And, like a Phoebe from Friends. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of that kind of situation where she's the one that's like kind of like the, the cute but kind of dumb blonde one. And you're like, oh, you just don't get it, do you? And it just... They almost, like, I love that show a lot, but they almost play it up too much with her. And I think her character definitely suffers from it. Like, I think a lot of the other characters have a much more three-dimensional mm-hmm. thing happening. It's like, yeah, like, so-and-so's the, you know, anal one. So-and-so's yeah, whatever one. But, like, they're just like, oh, you're this, and that's pretty much all you are, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Like, oh, you're I- funny, but it's because you're stupid. Yeah, that's I. Well, and then there's also like the aspect of like I. I think that also gets we're all we're discussing this as if each of these books is a purposefully uh well crafted thing that this is happening. I think a lot of times that shows a lack of development. Um, if the humor is we've talked about this before, how there's real humor and then there's that forced humor that's like uh, a romance novel humor like these people are funny and like it's not funny at all and we're like oh yes. this is painful versus yes. like having like a having an author that has a funny voice on top of a character that like has got jokes you know got chops um and i i feel like a lot of the things that are discussed in this thread to me are poorly written books um which it is what it is you know because <laughs> like the, yeah oh and then oh Okay, so there's like, we talked about the unlikability. We talked yes. about, uh, we talked about the sex aspect. The other part that someone brought up, and I think this is very interesting, and it also came up in a book I'm reading on Wattpad. In the in the comments, there's a big fight happening right now. If a character's had an abortion, and how that automatically makes her unlikable, and like how they act like that, how that act like 
they that how readers think she's selfish and if characters don't even want kids that they're that they're not fulfilling something like and i think uh it was either in this group or i saw it on twitter someone shared an article about uh how people don't understand what a happily ever after actually is i think it was in this group and they talked about how a happily ever after doesn't have to end in marriage and kids right which again to I me saw, I, I did see a twitter thread about that recently okay then i was on twitter um yeah i think i think that that definitely speaks to what i was talking about earlier about the whole beat system and like what we expect from a romance like i agree that there has to be some kind of expectations like i think a happy ending is one that should necessarily be it should be there but what how you define a happy ending right it's very is, i i don't know that it subjective. should still be yeah and it shouldn't still be marriage and a child like that's not everyone's happy ending well yeah and like if if you do like if you plan that your people are going to get married that's great or engaged or whatever that's great for me it's more the baby aspect that like i don't i don't really like pregnancy heavy books or suddenly there's a surprise like oh my god we're pregnant like yeah that's wild if there happens to be an epilogue and it's like a couple years later down the road and it's showing like yeah. a glimpse of them, they happen to have a baby, like whatever, that's fine, I guess. Like, but I'm okay with like, I'm okay with like a last book having a baby situation, especially if there's like a, a extenuating, like, especially if there's like a circumstance that makes it like dire. Cause like I've got plans for a character to be pregnant during a book and it's going to not be fun at all. <laughs> mm. Um, and, but it's not cause I want it. I, it's cause it's going to feed into the chaos. Versus, right. You're not, uh, you're not romanticizing pregnancy. and not, babies. Oh yeah. It's not going to be romantic at all. This pregnancy is going to suck ass. Um, so I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, the abortion issue is really interesting. Cause I was, like I said, I was reading this, I'm reading a book that's updating like semi-regularly and the characters find out they're they're in a they've only been to, they've known each other like their whole lives but they've only been dating for like four months and they have been pretty it's been a pretty rocky relationship thus far and she found out she's pregnant and she's got severe depression like so much so that she recently had like a whole episode and so she's like I don't think she's like we're doing fine right now but we just got out of a rough patch and I don't think now's the time for us to have a kid and you find out that they had um. They had had an abortion when they were younger. Oh. And so for him, it's like, this is going to be the second time. And he wants a family. He wants to get married. He wants to have kids. But she doesn't even know if kids are in her future. So, like, they're using this whole this whole pregnancy as a... So my question about have, that, they were, they, goals. were they using birth control of yes. any sort? Yeah, okay. but it just, it just didn't... I think she fucked up or something. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I was about to say... I think if I was reading that book and especially if they've already been in this situation once and then ended up pregnant again later and still weren't wanting it, I'd be like, all right, like you guys are grown ass adults. You know how, yeah. you know how sex works. Oh no. The, well, Please. The first, the <laughs> but, first if, but if, time, <laughs> the first time was when they were like teenagers, like she was yeah. like 16. And then the second time now they're like in their mid twenties, so like 25. And she's like, there's plenty of time. And she's like, I just really, I don't think we should be bringing this kid into the world with each other. And she's a model and she's dark skinned. So she's talking about how like hard it's going to be for her to get her career back after a year plus. Um, and so like, there's like career things. And I liked how it's being handled because of course the readers are all siding with him because he would, he doesn't want her to have the abortion, but I like how it's being handled. Cause for her, it's not about, it's about 
what makes sense and what's right versus like like for their lives not just like should i have this baby i don't know i can't explain it the way the writers handle it i actually really enjoy but the reader that's good I can't read the comments because I'm like infuriated by them. Like they're calling her selfish. They're calling all this. I'm like, how dare you call her selfish when like she was, she was doing everything you're supposed to do to not have a baby. Like, yeah. And I think that's a different situation altogether. Like people get pregnant while they're on birth control. For sure. For sure. um, I mean, it's like super small, uh, but it happens. happens. I mean, my, my brother was a penicillin baby. So yeah could. yeah so there For you go sure. uh but yeah so i i am like i love how it's handled because it's he's he's framing this as like a if you get the abortion i don't think you're wrong to get it because it's your body your choice but i can't be with someone who doesn't see a family in the future and so for him, it's like this, this, this action denotes that she doesn't want to have a family. I think that's kind of foolish. And that, that there's a comment that they, she talks about that, how the men basically are being like, you're a selfish person for aborting my child, my seed, all that. And he's not going hard like that. It's more like a sadness. Because yeah. he's always pictured having kids with her. So it's like more of a sadness. And he's not like, he's not talking to her like she's an idiot or that she's selfish. It's just he's being very honest about his own sadness, which I don't think I've never seen. I honestly, I've never seen that aspect of it where it's like a sadness versus a weird masculine, like that's my seed argument, which is so fucking stupid and gross. Um, well, that's I know, cool. So I, he's playing it that way. Yeah. So the, that comment made me immediately think of that book. I just had it hit, I just read that chapter when I was reading those comments. But yeah, most of the time it's handled so fucking poorly or like. The girl comes back and you find out uh, there's like a secret she has. And the secret is either a secret baby or she had an abortion. And when he finds out about the abortion, when she was, she had it when she was like 18 or 19. And now he hates her for it. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you weren't worried about her for the, like the last 10 years. Get out of here. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. That's why I'm always like so mad. I guess I get really fired up. Like you weren't looking for her. You weren't concerned. And now you're back together and you, or you care about this abortion she had when she was a fucking teenager. Get out of my face. Because I, I agree that people should probably tell their partners if they get an abortion just because it's like you're in a relationship. That's why. Not because he has any fucking say. But for me, it's like there's a level of like uh, communication you should have with someone you're having sex with and you're having like a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> you can't hate them for making that choice. And like it, it should just be a matter of, oh, this isn't the kind of relationship I thought it was. You know what I mean? Like. I think it's grounds for a breakup because I think it's a lack of communication, you know, or like a, a misalignment of values or something. Like there's reasons why an abortion would cause a breakup, but it's not because the female that got the, the woman that got the abortion is an evil fucking selfish person, you know, that's yeah. not it. And I think a lot of writers don't understand how to, to, um, to walk that line. And, um, and it's sad because I think it. I think that it's an awesome, realistic way. I don't know. It's a, it's like a realistic way for people to break up. People break up over abortions. Sure. You know. Totally. But I want to see. But I want to see the conversation, like what I'm seeing in this book, where he's like, "I want kids," and you doing this lets me know that you're not really on that page. Well, because me. honestly, if you're going to be life partners with someone, and you both have very different opinions on if you want kids or not, like that's not compatible. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, what a great, what a rich 
uh, plot device to uh, show that, you know? Well, plus it's kind of nice that he's the one that wants kids and she's like, eh. Mm-hmm. Because I feel a lot of times yeah. it is the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I I love that. Oh, we just got a new comment a minute ago. Oh, did we? Uh, uh-huh. I like writing heroes that aren't conventionally attractive. Kind of reveals what people think. I like that. Yeah. That's, hmm. uh, that's, 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 uh, in my, that's, the problem with that is I like a very specific aesthetic. Yeah. In both, in both, in both, I, I just like, I like, I like, a, I don't know, actually, that's not true. I think I like. Do you think, uh, Brit means he, actual heroes and to see what the heroine has to say about it? Or does she, did she mean to write uh, heroines? I, I think. Or do you, or I, do you think. I, I, maybe the heroes so that we can see what the heroine thinks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, either way, it works for that that same kind of like a uh, mental exercise. Yeah. Well, someone um, else uh, made a comment. Um, they hate it when like thin, attractive heroines are. Let's see, where is it? When authors make thin, attractive girls insecure about their looks. It's like, please, I have, to have absolutely no sympathy for them. Which, okay, I have some things there for about that. Like, I have mixed feelings mm-hmm. on that. Because um, first off, we don't know what the backstory is. We don't know, like, I feel like right. insecurity, like, yeah, someone who is thin and, and, and outwardly viewed as pretty can have insecurities because we don't know what their childhood was like, what they've been through. Like, I, So I think if you do do that, there has to be a very specific reason. And I don't think it has, like, I think it needs to be one of those things that it's not like, and every other inner thought of hers is like, ugh, and I'm so ugly, or ugh, I don't believe this. Right. Like, because that's fucking annoying. I well, hate that. We live in a society that tells all women that they are not good enough. So, um, yeah. there are very few women that actually are self confident. So, it actually it bothers me when when there isn't a level of uh, discomfort. Like, um, so for Sasha, for instance, she's overweight, she's fat, and um, she doesn't bother. You don't see it. You don't see it come into play really as like a negative thing until you meet her family, and her mom says some fucking shitty stuff, which is like what moms of every any any girl that's ever had extra weight, their mom has said some shit like this to them. Um, mm. And so I had I had one of my friends because I had Sasha say her fat ass about herself, and she's like, "Oh, don't shame it." And I'm like, "It's not shaming, uh, because it's her ass." <laughs> And fat's not shaming, but there is a level of she does have discomfort being around her parents because they do, her mom at least shames her for being fat. Like it's, but like that's, that's realistic. Nobody is ever, and that's why I think it is annoying when there's like a character that she's, she's, she just doesn't know she's beautiful and she complains every chapter about how ugly she is or whatever. Yeah, I don't like that. Again, I think that's just bad writing again. I think that's, we can chalk that up to bad writing, but it's not it's not being willing willing to really grow that character past that right and i think that that well i also think it's i think it's unreasonable to i don't know many conventionally beautiful girls that constantly harp on how ugly they are and i'm friends with a lot of conventionally beautiful people so for me it's like they will comment every once in a while about an an insecurity like because every like I said, every woman's taught that they're not good enough, even the most beautiful ones. I mean, look at look at the comments that fucking models get on their Instagrams. Um, but it is, I think it's, 
it's pretty fucking stupid and it tells you that you're having a superficial relationship if um a traditionally beautiful person is constantly talking about how ugly she is like you're yeah. definitely just write then just write a mediocre looking person if you want to have a person with that kind of like whatever but i don't even really know that many mediocre looking people that are like that you know what i mean like there's kind of like maybe when you're young but like once you hit 30 who gives a fuck i was outside walking around in my swimsuit i'm pregnant my legs look all kinds of jiggling and fucked up because I haven't been able to walk or do anything. And I'm just like standing there talking to my neighbors like it's no big deal. Hold my little chunk of thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't shave anywhere. So I also have hair coming out of every place. Like, uh, I just don't give a fuck. So I, my problem is when I read like an older character who has these kinds of like juvenile hangups without any kind of backstory to explain to me why it's still happening right like i feel like if it's someone older then it's typically more connected to like a mental illness kind of related thing versus or extreme trauma or something right exactly some yeah Yeah. some it's something psychological that's happening and not just like oh i'm just not I don't know. Like, yeah, again, I think it's bad writing. And that's like part of my problem with like uh, even diving into this topic was like, okay, well, we have to sort out what's really just bad writing versus like versus like what's actual like a good writer who's just making a shit ton of mistakes. And uh, or in my opinion, mistakes, because I, you know, if you're writing if you're writing these things, that's like, yikes. I don't know. I just we've talked about the virgin trope and I how we feel about that. So I don't think we have to touch on that too much. No, we've done it a million times. We've yelled I just about think, it so many times. Yes, I think just in general, I appreciate a strong woman who mm-hmm. is intelligent. Who mm-hmm. e- even if at the beginning of the story she doesn't know what she wants, she figures out what the fuck she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, who can hold her own? Like I don't feel like I don't know if I have any like checklist of like these are must characteristics yeah. in my like i'm like is she competent is she smart is she figuring shit out like I, she doesn't need to be the nicest human in the world she can be yeah. bitchy that's fine like I'm, but I'm also for me it's like there has to be a reason behind the, sh- the way she yeah. acts and what she does but i think that's the same way like i don't like super asshole dudes if there's not right. a reason behind it right i also on the other flip side of that i for like you said I don't think I have a checklist because I think it's just if the combination of character traits makes sense to me. Yeah, for so sure. I, I, don't, I don't even need a super smart character. Uh, if I I kind of enjoy when the character is not like, because I, I also feel like we've, I think our generation is stumbling into this writing the perfect woman or the yes. perfect independent woman, which is like intelligent, badass bitch, owns her own business, all these things, never makes a mistake <laughs> like that. And it's like, that's fucking insufferable. I don't even want to know this person, please. No, thank you. Uh, so for me, I'm like, I'm okay with them being a dum-dum if, like, they are, like, a good friend. Yeah, like, yeah, think, sure. Like, I'm okay with, like, I'm okay with, like, a, a nice character as long as it is realistic nice. Like, all nice people, <laughs> all nice people aren't always nice to everybody. Uh, no, I, I'm a very nice I, person. I can be very mean if I need to be. <laughs> Right, I saw this. Like, it was like a tweet or something that was like, "I want to give one up. I want to give a shout out to all my mean friends," and I was like, "That's awesome," <laughs> because it's like you, you guys are the most caring or whatever when we're friends. But uh, when you're not her friend, she mean mugs you and all this. I'm like, that's that's the character I want to see. I want to see someone who's like loyal to their friends. I like to see friendships, honestly. I want to yes, see me a, too. 
I want to see a life outside of the man, the relationship. Yes, or yeah, or the relationship. Yes, I agree. I want to see. I I want to know. I want to know what her job is. I don't want it to be this vague. If she's a nurse, we should at least have a scene in a hospital, right? Like we should at least have one scene where she's doing her job. If she's uh, if she's a sibling and really close to her siblings, I want to see that. If she uh, if she mentions her dad and how that's her favorite person, we should get at least a scene of them doing something together to prove that to me. Like, don't yeah. just I guess it's, I guess again that's probably bad writing. It's the showing read versus telling thing. But like, I just want to see a, a, a developed character. I don't really. Care and I think what that's really honestly that's what it comes down to for me is mm-hmm. I need a developed character. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean there are going to be some characters that I end up not liking. And maybe yeah. it is because she's not fully developed. And sometimes there's just things that characters do that you're like, ugh, I don't like it. Yeah. But that does, like. But if I can understand it, like, I read this right. one book where, like, the she wasn't the main character. She was, the ma- the book was written from the, the male perspective. And she, like, she's one of his first, she's, like, the first love interest. And she she's what he escapes from, basically. But, like, she's basically a monster but like there's a reason for it like she cheats on him and i'm like oh i get why she cheated on him like they were in a very bad relationship like he was working too much and like that's like what he he learns from basically is like he like he can't forgive her for the cheating but he does grow and understand like he had a a part in it but like and again this book was like this was on webhead this was not a published book so clearly it does not hit a beat thing or any of that but i liked seeing that I like seeing a female character where, like, initially you're supposed to hate her, but as, like, the story develops, you discover, oh, no, she was just really lonely and sad. Like, right! Well, it's and, like, like I'm okay. I'm not saying it makes it okay, but, it, like, it does make it, like, understandable. Like, if I, I don't have to like what you do. I just want to understand it. Well, it's like, okay, um, I don't, have you heard about Naya Riv- Riviera from Glee? She passed away. Yes. So... Yeah. I think her character Santana on Glee, like initially I didn't like her, but like that was very much on purpose. I purposely wrote this character who was like the bitchy bully, like in your face, didn't take shit. for, And then, you know, eventually they, they flushed her out more and you realize, oh, she's scared because she's realizing that she's actually a lesbian and she doesn't know how to handle this because her really like yeah. re- religious Hispanic family and like all these other nuances to her that's like oh she's like yeah she's always kind of a bitch and that's part of her like she's just an in-your-face character but she's also loves hard and she cares hard and like there's more to her than just like I'm gonna make fun of you kind of situation and mm-hmm. i don't think i appreciated that character when i first watched glee when it aired but then when i like later as an adult did a rewatch of the of the show i appreciated her character way way more which was interesting yeah yeah no uh we were watching buffy season two or no season three is the the graduation episode and there's a jock character from the first season and his story arc is basically he's a big bully. He's really mean to Xander and, and the whole crew. And then it turns out that he's gay and he's closeted. And then he comes out and he becomes like this fucking flourishing. It's funny because uh, Xander doesn't know he came out. And Xander says something to him about it. He goes, oh, no, the whole team knows I'm gay. It's great. And like there's this. And I, I think that it obviously he gets he gets killed in the final battle because Joss Whedon kills a lot of gay characters. Yeah. Which is, 
which is one of his fucking problematic things. But this this character had such a nice story arc where it was like once he was able to be himself, he was like just such a beautiful character on the show. Like mm. he was always there. Like when Xander needed like a like. He, I think he thought Xander might also need to come out. And so like, he was like always there for him. He's like, buddy, if you ever need to talk, I'm here. I don't know. It just like was like a really nice, a nice character. Um, and I remember being like 10 or 11 and thinking, wow, some people are just mean because they're hiding stuff. And like, that's, I think that feeds into my idea of romance. It's like, if you want to have a character that's a fucking asshole and like fuck shit up and hurts people and all this stuff, just let me know why. Yeah. Let me know why, because I'm here for it. Like, I I will be okay with it. Oh, you know what? Britt, this reminds me, her talking about um, uh, non-conventionally people that aren't uh, character. I can't speak. Characters that aren't conventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. I read this novel one time, and it was about this woman who was trying to do an interview. I think I discussed this on this podcast when we first started. And I don't remember the title of it. It was a million years ago. I've read too many books since. But she wants to. she's doing an interview uh, of this famous... Uh, artist and she's or he's an author i can't remember oh no okay this is what it is she's an editor and they're doing a like a tabletop book of his art and so she goes to his like he's like he's like a beach bum and she goes to his 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 little shack on it's not a shack it's a nice house on the beach and she shows up and he's got like a beer belly because he's just Mm. been drinking for months and, like, so she gets there and she's like, you can't drink every day because we need to do this. So over the course of the book, not because he's trying to be a hottie or anything, he just stops drinking. <laughs> and so, like, the signs of alcoholism come off his body. Like, his his beer belly goes away and stuff. But she, find, she found him attractive when he was all beer bellied up. So that's, like, a book I really liked. Because I was, like, she was attracted to him from the jump because of mm-hmm. his talent and his, and he was surly as fuck. He was awful. Uh, but it was like, I can't remember why, but there's a reason behind it. Yeah. But yeah, like, but over the course of the book, he, he, he becomes a little more conventionally attractive, obviously, because he loses his beer belly weight. <laughs> he's, been, he's just been drinking by himself for months, almost, I think like maybe a year. He's been like, in, uh, he's been in hiding. Uh, but like, the character fell for him before he was like this hot, hot man person. Yeah. And I love that. He could have stayed fat. I don't care. But that's just what the story happened. But the first chunk of it, he was fat because he had been drinking. And I was like, that's real. When people drink, that's what happens. That's another thing. These characters that are like alcoholics and shit in romance novels. This is I'm getting so off on a tangent. But they're never they're never fat. And I'm always like, dude, you, you drink a lot. That's a lot of empty calories, my friend. <laughs> these are the things I think about. And like if you're over the age of like 25 and you're drinking as much as a lot of these characters do that are the asshole hides with six packs, nah son. Yeah. You're not gonna have a six pack. My uh my partner, uh when I met him in college had residual abs from high school sports. Uh and then we drank those abs away. So um Yeah, yep, that's the thing. That's what happens. You get soft bods. You can't totally. help that. I've always had a soft bod though, so I'm fine. I'm doing fine. Other people are having problems. Uh yeah, yeah. I'm in the I'm in the <laughs> having problems character category I like, right now. But I like being I like ushering people into my side. I'm like, welcome, welcome to the chubby side. It, uh, it's comfortable. <laughs> you can sit anywhere because your butt doesn't hurt. Yeah, but it's summer and it's hot and the chub rub is real. You got to get some of that stick, dude. Yeah, I know. I've never gotten it. Um, I've just like, I just wear shorts usually. I do too. And that usually. I wear, I wear like 
you know those little bike, bike, bike shorts, shorts underneath yeah. my dresses and shit like that but they've got that roll on um there's a hack for that i used yeah. it when i was in la and i don't remember what i used but i used a hack for that chub rub stuff but yeah i i do like that idea though of writing not conventionally attractive i think That's well funny. i think okay so i think final thoughts mm-hmm. i think i think I don't have any specific I really love uh, about a female character, but I I feel like stepping away from that perfect female is something that everyone should be doing in romance because that's mm-hmm. unrealistic. And I know mm-hmm. this is a fantasy, but it's a fantasy that's supposed to be for women. So, mm-hmm. like, whatever. Like, I – give me those flaws because that's what makes someone interesting. Give me yeah. – like, I want to see that character development. I want to see them grow for sure. But, like, nothing needs to be perfect. Yep. Uh, my final thoughts are, uh, I think it can all kind of get boiled down to um, analyze why yeah. you're writing the story you are. Why you're writing the character you are. Because, uh, like, like you're saying, the perfect female, even, like, aesthetically, if you're writing the perfect female aesthetically, you're still feeding into uh, that internalized sexism that we're told what is sexy, even though this is supposed to be a fantasy that people are living out, which I think we're getting away from a little bit. Like there's a whole market for big, beautiful women. There's a whole market for, you know, the the markets are emerging. Um, Yeah. But like, it's very niche. Um, The same person will probably read all of those books. Um, But like, that's what I like. I like when I read a book and it's clear that the author thought about, why is my plot this way? Uh, why is my character doing this? Why does my character look the way it is? They do. Um, and am I honoring the things that I've decided the character are, have, whatever? Um, because I think sometimes some information's left on the table. Yeah. Like, there's sometimes they'll be like, my character has this horrific backstory, but all of a sudden she no longer has any problems, which again was why I love Christina Mitchell's uh, book. Oh fuck! Here, here how, to stay. How, how to stay? How to stay? How to stay? How to stay? Uh, because that character is so flawed, and it's not even she's not even done by the end. Like she's no. still a work in progress. And I fucking loved well, every that's second real of life. It. Just because but you find still... someone to love you doesn't mean you're fixed. Yep, yep. You can't be fixed. Um, I love that, but I love that it doesn't detract from how much they love each other. Yeah. Either of them. Because neither of them were, like, he's not even really fixed by the end. He just decides that she's worth putting aside his fear. Yeah. But he still has the fear. Like, he's not done feeling the way he feels. Right. Um. So, that's where I'm at. Again, I guess that's my always, I feel like that's always my fucking answer. It's like, be subversive and I'll like it. Um. <laughs> but I think that is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and I, I liked, I honestly, uh, I'm glad Britt last minute commented, because I honestly don't ever really think about that kind of thing, so. Yeah, thank you, Britt. Uh, yeah, thank you, because honestly, um, I've gotten in the habit recently, which is not a great habit, of kind of not being very descriptive in my own writing, and when I'm reading books, I just kind of imagine what I want to imagine. <laughs> yeah, I need to get better at that, too. I need to stop being Because, a, I, like, yeah. it's hard, it's hard to, like, figure out how to describe without just being, like. Like, here's just a, a list of characteristics of what they look like. And not right. just, like, naturally have it come out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. anyway, 
that's I I'm I liked that we did this topic. Me too. I'd like to revisit it once we're done with some more books. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Of our of our own, of our own. Yeah, and maybe talk, and maybe talk about how thinking about this tonight helped us uh, do our own thing. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, retrospective or whatever. Would you like a pickup line? Yes, please. Okay. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? You're hot. Wow. <laughs> So it's like it's like I know who Shakespeare is, but I'm not going to be poetic at all. I summer and summer is really fucking hot right now. It is so hot. I feel like is it is it hot or do I just not go outside enough? I can't decide. Well, I I go outside pretty much every single day, and no, this week is actually legitimately like the hottest week we've okay. had. I'm gonna start checking in with you weekly to ask: Is it actually hot, or am I being unreasonable? Because I'm also <laughs> I'm also pregnant, which makes me both freezing and hot at the same time all the time so yeah no it's it's i don't know what the temperature is all right well i think that's 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 it that's it uh as always thank you for listening if you can leave us a review or um a rating on whatever podcatcher you listen to that helps other people find us spread the word talk to us on twitter facebook whatever it is that you might want to do i am very wildly gesturing with my hands and you cannot see it right now (laughs) but Well, I think that's it. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you, so contact us at lnlsmutcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at lnlsmutcast. Find episodes of this and other great shows at calamitycast.com or wherever you find your podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Dick of the Week. This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>